Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What's up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Sheepdog Nation podcast with your host, me, Autumn Clifford. I'm really excited to have you here. What we're going to be talking about today is we're actually going to be talking about what is right with you, with us, with Sheepdog Nation, instead of what is wrong with us? You know, so many times, and I'm going to tell you right now, like I've wrote, I've like written some articles. I'm going to out myself right now because like I can't keep secrets. <laughs> if you haven't, um, if you haven't read any of my articles, you, what you want to do is while you're listening to this, go to lawenforcementtoday.com and um, and you can Google my name, like Autumn, like Autumn Clifford um, Law Enforcement Today. And you'll see I've written like five or six articles. And, you know, I have said, you know, I, I have a pretty famous um, article, like almost went viral or went viral. Um, and it talks about why police officers don't fit in. And, um, and I'm not shitting on us though. And like, I just want to, I just want to be honest and like, and, um, and so in this episode, you know, why I made this episode and why I'm making it currently is because why are we always focused on what's wrong with us? Right? Like, you know, I just, I just, I'll sit down with my husband and I'll be like, you know, and like, we will kind of go through the list together of like, why, you know, why we don't fit in or why like certain situations bother us and blah, 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 blah. But like, him and I were having this conversation like a week ago and it just dawned on me. I'm like, you know what? Whoa, why are we so focused on what's wrong with us? And let's start fucking focusing on what's right with us. Dude, we're cops. Okay, dude, we are cops. Okay. Like, look, yeah, we're fucked up. Like, let's be honest, but guess what? Doctors are fucked up. How about gynecologists? They get to play with vaginas all fucking day long. You don't think they're fucked up? What about the fucking gastro doctors that go up people's asses all day? You don't think that they're not fucked up? Listen, I used to talk to a a woman who worked in a gynecology office and she talked about fucking vaginas. And like, I'm telling you, so many people are just, they're just as fucked up as we are, but like in different ways. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and so- and so I'm just saying, like, let's really let's shift our let's shift our mindsets, Sheepdog Nation. Like, there's nothing wrong with us. We just see shit that most people don't, right? We do things that most people don't. We deal with things that most people don't have to. But but let's not. That's not what's wrong with us. Let's talk about what's right. Let's talk about the fact that we're the few. We are the fucking very few percent of the population that when everybody's going the opposite way, we're running right towards that bullshit fucking asshole with a gun, that thing that's going on, the thing that's terrifying everyone else. We are running towards it. Let's talk about the fact that, you know, we literally dedicate our entire lives, our entire lives to service. Now that my friend, that is respectable. And there's nothing but amazing, wonderful, good things to say about that and good things to say about you for that. I don't care. There's that, that, no, nope, don't, you're not, you're not even going to get convince me that, you know, there's anything wrong with you in that sense. You know, 
We are the ones we on, you know, we love <laughs> think about it this way when, you know, shit hits the fan in your family, where's everyone running to you when your friends go through a rough time, who are they calling you? Right. When, you know, when someone's having a bad day and they call the police, who's showing up you who carries the weight around on their shoulders, the weight of the world around on their shoulders and still saves, gets up every single day to go save the world. You, you do that. Okay. So the next time you go down this road or somebody starts barking down the road about what's so fucked up about cops, eh, eh, listen, I'm not going to take it away. Like we go through some stuff. We have some massive anxiety that we have. We have some, you know, we can be negative. We can be you know, cynical. We can be angry. We can get addicted to things because we're trying to numb our pain. Yeah. Like we totally can totally, but guess what? So can't that drunk down the road. And so can't that, you know, teenager who's addicted to heroin that you and I deal with every single day. Okay. They're addicted. They're fighting their demons, just like you're fighting your demons. And you know what? There's nothing fucking wrong with you. Nothing. You actually, I, I, are fucking, uh, uh, you seriously are above the rest. Like, what do they call that? It's like, it's like you're a stroke above the rest or maybe that could be perverted, but I don't know. Like you gotta be start. I want you to really start checking your mind on this. I really want you to start checking your mindset on this because if you're start, if you're like, oh, you know, I'm just a cop. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no good. No, everybody, you know, I don't really have any good specialties and And, you know, I'm just, I'm just good. You know, I'm just a cop, man. Like, I don't know. And you go down that road and I'm telling you, my friend, you're going down a wrong, wrong, long, bad road. How do I know? Because sister's been there. I've definitely been there. I've been in my cruiser, worked the overnights. And I can tell you the overnights fucked with me bad. And, uh, especially when I worked 10, I did 12 hour shifts and, um, working for a very busy city. And, uh, although come, you know, come everyone knew come four o'clock Clifford was passed out someplace. (laughs) So they'd have to pull up car to car next to me. That's, that's true. Anywhere I went, I couldn't, I just didn't do well, um, on overnights. Right. But like, but they changed me when I, I worked, when I went to a different city and we were slow at, uh, you know, and we were slow. And then after two o'clock, there was zero cars on the road or like it was the same vehicles that, you know, it was like the newspaper delivery guy was the Domino's guy, you know, it was the same people you messed with every night. So like, eventually you're like, Oh my God, like there's nothing to do. Right. And, um, anyways, and so it just messed with me. Right. And so I really went down a really bad road and I just remember calling my mom up like, (laughs) two in the morning. I'm like, my mom is going to wake up. (laughs) And she did. And I just remember crying and being like, mom, like, what am I doing? I'm a, I I don't even know, you know, because I just felt like such a waste, you know, I was working overnights and and it was 11 to seven. That was my shift. You know, some nights cool things would happen, but most nights no. And I got really down on myself and like, you know, and overnights messed with me, you know, I gained some weight. I got you know, I was pale as fuck and like, you know, just angry and like, you know, nocturnal. And like, I never saw Adam. And like, I know you can relate. I know there's some people here who've worked the overnights and some of you crazy motherfuckers love it, but some of you can relate to me. And 
it really killed me. And then you add like the, you know, the inner politics and like all this crap, you add all that. And like, I'm telling you, I felt like I was suffocating. It was awful. But you know what? Honestly, well, excuse me. Honestly, I, I went through that and I had to pull myself out of it. And you know how I did that? As I drove around listening to personal development, just like you're listening to right now. And I, every time I felt like shit about myself, I would go, yeah, but you know what? I got to be there for that woman whose husband literally had a stroke and a heart or a stroke and heart attack and died on her kitchen floor. But I got to be there for her and comfort her all night long. And I did, you know, that's really good because a lot of people, they don't get that opportunity. Okay. And even if they do get that opportunity, they're not like you or I, they're not going to stick it out. What about, you know, what about I I get, you know, (laughs) I got to be the person to go and, um, unfortunately give a death notification, you know, to this elderly man, um, about a family member and, and I, it killed him. It almost killed him. Like he like just went right down to his knees. And while obviously nobody likes to do that, I got to be there for him and I know me and I I knew that I wasn't going to leave that person. And so even though my shift was done, I stayed with that person for an extra hour. Um, and I got to do that, you know, and that meant something to that person. And I got to do a lot of really good things. I got to go and I got to be there for some students. And I remember having some juveniles that just couldn't get along with mom, but they, they were cool with me. And even when I'd have to unfortunately arrest them, it was fine, you know, and I, and I got to deal with that. And I got to, and I got to deal with this guy and I'll never forget it. And, um, I'll never forget this. I had to arrest this kid and I'm telling you, you ever, you ever like have to arrest somebody cause they have a warrant or something. And you're like, God damn it. Why? Like, you just don't want to, because they're just genuinely a really good fucking person. Like this kid, I'll never forget it in my life. I was, I was out and I was, um, patrol overnight, one o'clock in the morning, looking for something to do. And next thing I know is I see this guy, you know, 18, 19 years old, running down the street, running like on a jog but not in jogging clothes, but not like running away from something just on a jog, but not in jogging clothes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And so what? My intuition was like, mm-hmm. My gut was like, this is not right. So I go and I stop. What a great fucking kid. I mean, seriously, like he was just, he's like, oh, hi officer. I got, you know, and I'm sorry. And, and I'm like, okay. Like, and I, and it was one of those times where I'm like, I just, I'm like, all right, all right, no problem. But And he told me the situation, him and his girlfriend, you know, they got into an argument or whatever. And he's like, and I told her I'm going to go stay over to my buddy Johnny's and I don't have a, you know, I don't have a car right now. So like I'm running and I'm like, all right. And like, you know, so I told my partner to go check that area of town, go check her house. Everything's fine. Cool. Done. You know what I mean? Whatever. And so I let him go and what I, cause it was just a really quick pedestrian check. And then, so he goes, and so I run it over the air and dispatch comes back. And it was, what was my number? It was like Sako 47. Like, oh, fuck. Go ahead, Sako. <laughs> yeah, that that pedestrian. Yeah, he's 10, whatever, whatever it was for a warrant. And I'm 1024. I'm like, fuck. Like everything in me, right? Right? 
because he was such a good kid. So I go back and I'm like, dude. And he's like, what? I'm like, dude, I got to get you in my car. You're arrested. Like you're under arrest. Like that, 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 whatever. It broke my heart. And like in, in his like bail was like only a hundred bucks. And what it was, was his mom, I mean, he got a ticket cause he's a juvenile and his mom ended up like telling him like she like helping him pay his ticket off or whatever. Well, his mom didn't end up telling him that she didn't pay on his fine or whatever for like three months. He had no idea. And he's like, oh my God, this is like the worst night of my life. I'm like, dude, the worst night of your life. Like I'm the asshole that's like arresting you. Like I don't even want to do this right now. (laughs) Anyways. And like, I had it in my head. I'm like, all right, if it's a hundred bucks, like I might just I might just pay it myself. Like, fuck it. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to bail this guy out myself because I just feel so bad. Right. Like those are the thoughts going through my head. But you know, here's the thing. Okay. Sheepdog Nation is I stayed with that guy a long time and we called everybody. And I mean, every person in that kid's life, we called to get him a hundred dollars in bail because I was like, holy shit. Like he just didn't belong in jail. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because there's not a lot of people that would have done that, but I did. And so when I started going down that road of, you know, why am I here? I'm a piece of shit. I'm just a cop. I'm just a cop. I'm just a cop. You have to go and you've got to think about those times. You've got to go think about the effects that you can have. Like I, I'm telling you that kid would have got eaten alive in jail. He did not belong in jail. He just didn't like, he just wasn't a bad kid honestly, like, and, and I got to be there with him, you know, and helping these people who's, who've lost people. I get to be there. I get to comfort them. You know, I get to stop cars and hopefully deter people from speeding and drinking and driving and crashing and killing themselves and crashing other people. Like you get to have such a massive impact and effect in like people's lives. And you don't realize it when you're a cop. You don't, you don't realize that every interaction you have, everyone talks about, like you have to think about the ripple effect and for the veterans listening to this, you might be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want you to listen to me too, because you're probably in that situation, in that mindset of I'm just a cop or blah, blah. You, maybe you're a little negative right now. You know, you don't do anything great. You're not the best. You don't have the most arrests, the most speeding tickets, the most like you know, citations and you, you know, you're not the best drug interdiction guy and you're not a canine. You're not on the SWAT team. You're not all these things, but, but you know what, if you can just be a damn good sheepdog, go out there and be a damn good cop. Like if you can just do that, you're already winning. Okay. And so I just, it really bothers me when I see, you know, I go into these Facebook groups and, and, you know, I'm on Instagram and like, I see cops kind of like, shitting on themselves. Right. And like some of it's in good fun humor. And I know that's how like we handle things as sheepdog nation is, is our dry, dark, disgusting sense of humor. But I also know where I've caught myself in my own mind and what that's done to me and how destructive that has been for me emotionally and mentally. And I don't want that to hold you back. Because those thoughts compounded are going to keep you on the road for the rest of your life and you will never even try to get promoted. You will never try to be a detective. You will never try to get a specialty, nothing. You will just you will just convince yourself that you are completely whatever, not good, useless, just a cop and you're going to stay right where you're at and you'll be a very unhappy person. And I'm here to tell you that you're not just a cop, you're fucking dynamite 
you are one of the few who are, who have this calling, this crazy calling that especially nowadays, like we have us, we're crazy. Like we're just crazy in a, in a good way. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you that you're crazy, but there's, it's in a good way. And, and truly there's nothing wrong with you. And there's so much good, um, about you and in you. And I just want you to start owning that. So right now is your opportunity to flip your mindset, um, and start focusing, literally going back and focusing on all the good things that you've done. Um, and it will make a dramatic impact in your life. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, I'd love to hear about it. Come on to Instagram, come into my Facebook group. Um, links are below in the show notes and let me know, let me know that this meant something to you or it didn't. I'd like to know. Um, I'd like to hear from you because I got to tell you, sometimes you just, I just do these podcasts and I have no idea if anyone's even listening. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for being here. If you're interested in having me um, train you or your police department um, or host a seminar, reach out to me. I'm, I'm definitely open to doing that. Uh, if you're looking for life coaching, um, get in, get at me with that. Um, and I will talk with you guys later. And that was another episode of Ship Dog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.